Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you for listening today. As always, go sign up at reallifepharmacology.com. Get your free 31-page study guide. It's on the top 200 drugs, lots of clinical practice pearls, lots of things that are going to show up on board exams as well. So uh, go check that out absolutely for free, simply an email. I'll also get you updates when we've got new podcasts and content available. The drug of the day today is Olmosartan. Uh, brand name of this medication is Benicar. And if you follow the podcast closely, we have covered Losartan in the past. However, there definitely are some, uh, a couple of differences for sure that we should recognize uh, with Olmosartan. So I'll go through this drug individually as well. Uh, first off, mechanistically, similar to Losartan, it is an angio 1 and 2 receptor blocker angiotensin 1 and 2 receptor blocker, also known as an ARB or abbreviated as ARB. Now angiotensin 2 plays a role in the body uh, by causing vasoconstriction uh, as well as causing aldosterone secretion. So essentially we are blocking those two things. Um, in addition, just of note, uh, Olmosartan compared to let's say ACE inhibitors like lisinopril, uh, they have less bradykinin effects. Uh, so this is potentially um, going to lead to, or theorized, to lead to less incidence of uh, cough as a potential side effect. So if a patient is not taking an ACE inhibitor, they have a cough, they still should be able to uh, try an ARB like Olmosartan. Uh, uses, hypertension, ACS, proteinuric renal disease, uh, these are definitely all common indications there. Uh, dosing, uh, we've got 5, 20, and 40 milligram dosage forms. I would say in practice, the uh, most common initial dose that I have seen as far as a starting dose is 20 milligrams. Uh, however, I have definitely seen and recommended at times if somebody's going to use Olmosartan, um, lower dosages than that. And good examples there, you know, if you got a an elderly patient, uh, maybe if they've got a, a borderline uh, higher potassium, but we really feel we need an ACE or an ARB, uh, like Olmosartan here, um, if they've got that borderline high potassium, that's somewhere where you, you really want to be cautious and careful, so you might do a little bit lower dose. Uh, another situation in uh, poor renal function, maybe. Uh, where we don't want to get aggressive with the dose or we want to titrate up a little bit more slowly uh, to make sure we don't uh, induce acute renal failure there. So those are a few examples where we might want to be a little bit more cautious and use a starting dose less than uh, 20 milligrams. Okay, so comparing Olmosartan or Benicar to other ARBs, typically it is going to be slightly more expensive. Um when you compare it to uh, Valsartan and Losartan, which are probably two of the most commonly used ARBs. 
It probably is going to be in most situations a little bit more expensive, or at least historically uh, it has been. Uh, Unique to Olmosartan. Let's talk a little bit about adverse drug reactions. So this is definitely one of the differentiators uh, with Olmosartan. There's a syndrome, what's called enteropathy, and essentially symptoms that you can look out for are uh, diarrhea and weight loss. Obviously, that weight loss is going to happen um, over a, a period of time. But this adverse effect has been reported. It's, I would say, on the extremely rare side of things, but I think it is something definitely you should be aware of. So this enteropathy presents as diarrhea and then you know over time potentially weight loss and you might not see it in patients right away. It might take months, even years to develop. So if you've got a patient that's having these GI symptoms, maybe we've done all our differential diagnosis testing, whether it's infectious disease or you know Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis or IBS, and we don't think it's those, uh, definitely take a look at that med list and make sure that they aren't on Olmosartan, which, again, has been rarely reported uh, to cause that issue. Uh, boxed warnings associated with all ARBs, like our Olmosartan uh, fetal toxicity. So obviously, we're, we're going to uh, stop that medication right away if we uh, know a patient is pregnant. And likely, most clinicians are going to avoid that medication um, in patients who are of uh, childbearing age there. Other adverse effects, uh, hyperkalemia, kind of alluded to that. Obviously, if we're using this blood pressure, this medication for managing blood pressure, uh, it's going to drop blood pressure. And in some cases, we can uh, drop it too far. So pay attention to dizziness. And of course, those are going to be uh, monitoring parameters as well. I'll include renal function there, so it can increase the risk uh, of acute renal failure. Uh, rare adverse effect, angioedema, uh, so that's you know swelling of the lips, tongue, mouth, and potentially throat uh, if it's severe enough and could uh, block that airway. Uh, other items, issues, uh, be careful in patients with a diagnosis of renal artery stenosis. Um, So that's where the the drug should be used cautiously there. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about uh, pharmacokinetics. So this is another differentiator with Olmosartan. So its half-life is 13 hours. Now when you compare that to the half-life of Losartan, one of the most commonly used ARBs, it does have a longer half-life. So again, Olmosartan half-life, 13 hours. Uh, Losartan has been reported in the range of probably five to nine hours. And so what that means is you can have patients that maybe have a little bit more uh, rebound hypertension if they're taking Losartan once a day uh, versus Olmosartan does a little bit better job maybe of coverage all throughout the day. So that's why I've definitely seen Losartan dosed twice a day uh, in certain patients uh, where blood pressure management uh, is an issue there. Um, However, with Olmosartan, in theory, given the half-life, we should have a little bit uh, longer coverage and once daily dosing is more appropriate in those type of patients. Uh, Elimination. This is important to note. Uh, It is unchanged in the urine and feces primarily. 
So what that means as far as SIP enzymes is a really, really good thing. We don't generally have to worry about any SIP interactions with Olmosart. So that is definitely nice. However, it being eliminated, unchanged in the urine, uh, to a significant extent, uh, concentrations can potentially go up as that renal function uh, declines for patients there. Another clinical pearl, uh, black patients may have less beneficial effects um, from ACEs and ARBs like Losartan, so I definitely wanted to mention that. Uh, and then one potential other uh, advantage or, or benefit is there is combination products. Uh, so there's actually a triple combination, tribenzor, which is a combination of Benicar, or Olmosartan, excuse me, hydrochlorothiazide and amlodipine. There's also a combination of Olmosartan just with amlodipine and also Olmosartan just with hydrochlorothiazide. So uh, hydrochlorothiazide and Olmosartan, that's Benicar HCT, uh, amlodipine with Olmosartan, that is Azor as far as the, the brand names go there. So again, those combinations uh, in geriatrics in my practice can be beneficial. Um, you know, many patients are already on a ton of medications, um, so they, you know, equate basically more pills, uh, more medications, and, and that can lead to certainly increasing frustrations due to polypharmacy and having to take all these pills those th that day. So um, doing our best to utilize combinations where appropriate, if patients are on both or need both, um, that can certainly be advantageous. Uh, again, not just in the elderly too, uh, certainly patients who are historically uh, poor, ad poor adherers to medication therapy, or maybe they're busy with their life and they have difficulty remembering uh, taking a second dose in the day or something like that. Um, using these combinations certainly uh, can be helpful in situations like that. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like NAPLEX, pharmacotherapy, BCGP, BCMTMS, ambulatory care, go check out meded101.com slash store. Uh, support the sponsor of this podcast. Your purchases there uh, go directly to help keep this podcast uh, viable, available, and helpful for all to benefit from. If you're not a pharmacist, uh, you can go check out meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. Uh, recently put out uh, MedEd 101 Guide to Drug-Food Interactions, MedEd 101 Guide to Nursing Pharmacology. Uh, also got plenty of books, The Thrill of the Case, uh, other drug interactions books. Um, all those can be beneficial resources for any healthcare professional who has to deal with and work with uh, medications and medication management. So again, all those resources, meded101.com slash store. Uh, your support there helps keep this podcast free and available for all to benefit from. All right, drug interactions. So we don't have to worry about SIP enzymes with Olmosartan. Certainly a nice thing. Uh, additive effects are going to be the big issues here. So drugs that can cause hyperkalemia, so your uh, spironolactone, trimethoprim, um, those can have additive effects on elevating potassium levels. Of course, don't use ACE inhibitors with an ARB like Olmosartan. Okay, I've seen it a handful of times in my career. Um, a few times it's been, you know, 
kind of provider negligence. Uh, a few times it's been provider uh, not paying attention to what another provider is uh, prescribing or specialties prescribing. Uh, and a few times it's certainly been patient error where they've had, uh, they were switched to one from another and they kept taking it. So um, this can happen in practice. So pay attention to that med list. Um, be sure we're uh, discussing that with patients for sure. Uh, blood pressure management. So certainly we're using Olmosartan to drop blood pressure adding agents that can lower blood pressure further now it can have that additive effect so your pde5 inhibitors cinnamon any blood pressure medication uh, so on and so forth i think i've talked about those uh, at length in other podcasts and then same thing on the flip side using drugs that raise blood pressure could oppose the beneficial effects of omasartan so stimulants uh, some systemic decongestants those are all examples of medications that could raise blood pressure and blunt the beneficial effects of Olmosartan. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've picked up a few practice pearls. Uh, if you did, leave us a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That's greatly appreciated. It helps us grow the podcast. Uh, share us by email, social media. Uh, and certainly check us out at reallifepharmacology.com where I've got all podcast episodes categorized based upon uh, kind of disease systems. So cardiovascular, for example, neurology. So if you're going through school and um, looking to help have a different way to study and prepare for your exams, uh, I've got them categorized out on the website reallifepharmacology.com. So hopefully that's convenient for you. Any comments, suggestions, uh, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCGP, BCPS. You can find me on LinkedIn. It's probably the social media platform I'm most active on. You can also track me down, mededucation101 at gmail.com. I'm going to sign off for today. I thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.